You might read an article or listen to a podcast episode about strange happenings and think to yourself, there is no way that could have happened. It's all BS. Though, while I do try to keep an open mind to others' experiences, there is one story I stumbled upon that I read and thought to myself, nah, this can't be real, this is all made up. But hey, it probably did happen. I can't prove or disprove anything that anyone experiences. And also, Bizarre Yarns was named because of weirdness like this. This yarn is about a police officer's run-in with a couple of strange beings in the outback. Hello there and welcome. I'm your host Elle and you're listening to one of many Bizarre Yarns. This following story was published on EerieTales.com and it was relayed by a retired police officer who goes by the pseudonym Terence. Anyway, this bizarre encounter went like this. Back when Terence was still on the force, he was doing a routine patrol on a motorbike one sweltering sunny day. He rode along a dusty outback road and then turns off onto an adjacent street and decided to take a break. He took off his helmet and sunglasses and guzzled down some lukewarm water. In a vain attempt to cool himself off, Terence splashed a bit over his head. After cleaning his helmet and staying idle for a while, he could faintly hear the sound of a car engine in the distance. Curious, Terence decided it was time to check things out and make sure that no trouble was lurking. So the motorbike sprang back to life and Terence travelled to where the sound was coming from. When he came up an embankment, he stopped, took off his helmet and climbed up the said embankment, seeing a cloud of red dust at the top, confirming that the vehicle was there. When he reached the top, he saw a black vintage Chevy going around in circles, most likely doing donuts like a hoon. He tried to grab the driver's attention by waving at them, but they merely ignored him. He had a weird feeling he couldn't shake off, but because it was his job, Terence still had to investigate and at least try to gouge why the occupants in the car were doing this. Upon further investigation, he noticed that there were two figures in the car. They had long hair and Terence initially assumed that they were women, but they also looked quite beefy and not so womanly. But enough was enough and the copper decided that he'd at least try and talk to the people in the car. 
so he walked over. When Terence was around 20 metres away from the rowdy vehicle, it suddenly came to a stop. When the dust finally settled, he could see the two occupants unmoving. He called out to them to step out of the car. They didn't respond. Again, he yelled at them to step out of the car. This time, they obeyed his instruction. The front doors opened in perfect synchronisation. To be cautious, the officer put his hand on the holster of his pistol, just in case the people were hostile. The two individuals were uncannily identical. Both were long-haired Aboriginal men that were easily seven feet tall and wore ragged clothing. Their faces were utterly expressionless and it was even hard to tell what they were thinking due to the large mirrored sunglasses they each wore. Admittedly, Terence was disturbed by the strange men but he saved face and put on a macho facade. The men stepped away from the vehicle, again in sync. Terence assumed they were up to no good. He noticed that those strange mirrored sunglasses would change colours and they made a strange mechanical ringing sound which only ever happened when he looked at the reflection of the sun in the lenses. He described the sound to be as if they were coming from his own ears, maybe like tinnitus. It was not normal. These men were not normal. They probably weren't even human. At this point, Terence lost his cool composure and went into full panic mode. He yelled, Step away from the vehicle! They do so in the same synchronised manner. Terence gripped his sidearm tighter, getting even more spooked by these men. He then commanded them to put their hands up and slowly step forwards. They did in fact take some strides forwards, but they didn't put their hands up. The men were eerily calm and collected throughout this ordeal, unlike Terence. When he was happy with the distance, the cop told them to stop, but the bizarre twosome didn't. They continued on forwards towards Terence. Of course, Terence was scared out of his mind, even if the pair weren't armed. He felt he had no choice but to draw his weapon, even as a way to deter the men from walking any closer. The two men then created distance between one another, making the panicked officer think that it was their way of making a diversion. Each one was then around 20 metres away on each side of Terence. When they reached where he was, they didn't even acknowledge the copper. They kept on walking. Terence fired around into the air to get their attention, but the identical strangers appeared to ignore the loud sound. He fired another round. Again, no response. 
When they reached the edge of the embankment that Terence climbed up earlier, they then came to a halt. They began to turn their heads, but what happened next left Terence traumatised. Their heads turned back at an impossible angle, turning 180 degrees looking back at the cop. Their heads continued on spinning, finally facing back to the front. Terence fell to his knees, finding it difficult to comprehend what he just saw. The men then walked down the slope, and then they were gone. Terence couldn't help but feel a bit of relief. He looked back and saw that the vintage black Chevy had vanished seemingly into thin air. It was just… all so impossible. He felt nauseated and then noticed his surroundings were dark. Evening arrived. It was as if time went by him. He never told anyone about what happened in fear of being ridiculed and told he was insane. Since he's retired now, he decided it was time to let it all out of his system. The first thing I noticed when reading this encounter was that there was no date and no location, but I think it might be because Terence didn't want to give away his identity. Additionally, I don't think he has anything to gain from sharing this story. If he wanted fame and attention, he'd go public with it, despite meeting scrutiny. Who were these people? Were they interdimensional beings? Aliens, even? Or is it possible that Terence hallucinated the whole thing? After all, it was a hot day in the desert, and he may or may not have had a severe heatstroke. Symptoms include hallucinations, nausea, and at times tinnitus. Again, this is just a theory I'm putting out there. It's not to discredit Terence. The poor dude's been through enough. And if the men weren't of this realm, why were they here? What's their purpose? Another thing I want to note is that towards the end of the encounter, Terence describes that it was suddenly dark. There's a phenomenon called missing time which usually occurs during an alien abduction. Abductees would talk about how, for example, it'd be 8 in the morning, and then all of a sudden it's 5 in the afternoon. Often, missing time coincides with people seeing UFOs or other strange phenomena. Apparently, the memories of abduction are erased or replaced by the abductors, or maybe subconsciously blocked out by the abductee, due to being mentally traumatised by seeing beings that you never knew existed. Hence the missing time. So, it's also possible that Terence may have been abducted by aliens without knowing it, There are other tales of weird things that happen in the outback, and I'll be sharing these stories with you in future episodes. 
Initially, I didn't believe this story actually happened because it was just so peculiar and I've never heard anything like it before. But that being said, there are people who have been claimed to be abducted and contacted by aliens, seen ghosts, encountered humanoids, cryptids and entities that logic just can't explain why. Most of the time we're sceptical because these things didn't happen to us, and the events they describe defy any reasonable explanation. So of course, we'll likely dismiss it and say it's a psychotic episode or a tall tale. In fact, something really strange and unexplainable happened to me too, and when you hear my story, you'll probably won't believe me either. But I'll be saving that one for another yarn down the line. I like to think Bizarre Yarns as a bit of a cosy little place for people to listen and even share their own creepy experiences with others. While I like to try and make sense of what happened, I'm not out to debunk or disprove anything. It's not what I'm here for. I'm here to have a good old yarn about unusual happenings and I try my best to be objective about it, unless someone else in my sources, like a renowned expert, debunks something. The story is my only source for this episode, and you can read it for yourself and see what you think. Terence's storytelling is dramatic and rather colourful and it might not be for all audiences. It's an archived version of the page because the domain expired for the site. Well, that's enough prattling from me. Rate, review, follow, the usual. Recommend the podcast to your pals, your family, and the plumber. Anyway, have a lovely morning, day or evening, and look after yourselves. Make sure you lock your doors and ignore the strange man standing in your driveway. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Bizarre Yarns. This episode was researched, written, and edited by El Host. Bizarre Yarns would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land it is being recorded on. It always has and always will belong to the First Nations people of Australia. If you have any questions or just want to give your two cents, contact me via email or Instagram, Facebook or Twitter, all of which are in the show notes. Again, I'm grateful for you listening and I look forward to the next yarn.